Vox Quick Hits. Democrats in charge of Congress and the White House, there's lots of talk about big ideas for the country. Infrastructure spending, gun control, filibuster reform, and banning menthol cigarettes? Yeah, so it's kind of a renewal of the same conversation almost this time last year, right before the pandemic really took hold and became the first priority on everyone's minds. Sarah Overmall, healthcare reporter at Politico, former smoker. And what's happening is that momentum was already growing in Congress around a menthol cigarette ban. Uh, and this had to do with a lot of things going on in terms of public health, uh, criminal justice, and specifically how those two things pertain to Black Americans. Now that we're back and we're thinking about ways to improve public health uh, and narrow disparities, this conversation is coming back up, especially amongst Congressional Black Caucus members. And to my recollection, the last time we were talking about this, this was sort of about flavored vaping and jewels and stuff like that. Is this just about menthol cigarettes or is this about sort of the entire world of flavored smoking devices and tobacco? Well, they're a little bit intermingled because of what was happening with uh, flavored vapes and all this concern about teens getting hooked on tobacco through them. Madam Speaker, many teens today have moved from using flavored e-cigarettes to other flavored nicotine-laced products. That includes things like flavored pouches and drops and pods. Something more is needed to make sure our children don't go from one bad addictive product to the next. But this menthol ban that's being discussed now actually would literally be just menthol cigarettes. Why it's coming up now is because around all this discussion of flavored vapes, there was a lot of concern largely amongst, say, like, white suburban parents for what was happening to their children. Parents just need to keep in mind that, that they might not even know that their kids are using these devices because it's easy to hide. Kids can do this in the classroom, they can use it in the bathroom, which is very common in a school setting. And then it became an issue of, well, we've already had a youth smoking problem, specifically amongst black children, that hasn't been addressed for years and years. The Food and Drug Administration is proposing a ban on menthol cigarettes to go along with its proposed restriction on flavored e-cigarettes. It could be years before the proposal takes effect, but it's a move that health advocates have been pushing for years. It's come up time and again that FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, could also regulate menthol out of um, marketing, but that it hasn't happened yet. Uh, so when this came up in January last year, first it was in a congressional committee, then it was attached to a major bill that passed the House. It was actually just menthol cigarettes, but an excise tax on flavored e-cigarettes was attached to that. So they're kind of related in the sense that we know that these things get youth hooked on tobacco, but they're coming from different parts of communities worried about this. I want to talk more about the communities that would be most affected by this. But before we do, for all those who have never had the distinct pleasure, can you just tell us a bit about menthol cigarettes? <laughs> what exactly are menthols and how do they compare to regular cigarettes? Fun fact, I am from a tobacco state, Virginia, 
and I started smoking as a teen on menthols. Um, I quit about six years ago, so that's good. But um, what is the whole appeal of menthols is that there's this cooling agent in the menthol that masks the harshness of tobacco. So especially if you're a new user, it makes it easier to smoke. And Interestingly, there is a level of menthol in just about every cigarette because it does mask things, but they've learned that there's almost this refreshing taste to it when you up that level. And so then um, they will sometimes market it as being smoother. And then that is something that helps new users get hooked on it. How many people in the United States smoke menthols? So we know that roughly 34 million people in the U.S. smoke cigarettes. And of those somewhere between 35 and 40% of people are menthol users. So that would track out to maybe about 10 million people who smoke menthols, which is not an insignificant amount. Also, cigarette use has been steadily going down for the past two decades or so as more information has come out about health risks, as the FDA started regulating it. But menthol use has tracked slower than overall um, declines in tobacco. So that Hmm. means that menthol users are still pretty committed to their product. And so do we have any idea of how many of these roughly 10 million menthol smokers in the United States are black? 85% of black smokers prefer menthol. So it's a vast majority of those users and those come from CBC figures. Give it up for my new game show. Why do black people love menthol so much? I don't, I don't know. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nobody knows. Well, there's been a long history, starting from when menthols became popular in the first place, of tobacco companies specifically targeting black communities through advertisements, through sponsorships of things like the Cool Jazz Festival. The 1982 Cool Jazz Festival. It's live, it's hot, it's cool, and it's coming. These like creative campaigns they would do where they literally would have vans going around in black communities and giving free samples. Smoking mad new ports because I'm doing court for an assault that I caught in Bridgeport, New York. Catch me if you can. A lot of those things have been discontinued since we've uh, had more regulation of cigarettes. Like, for instance, they can't be doing billboards anymore. They can't be doing the magazine ads that they were doing in in things like Essence and Ebony and Jet. So those things are discontinued. But one thing that is absolutely still going on is um, point of sale focus. So we know from data that the campaign for tobacco-free kids has collected that there are still disproportionately more tobacco retailers in black communities than in other communities, and that there even are sometimes cheaper prices for menthols and for cigarellos, these cheap flavored cigars, which are a part of this conversation too. Menthol cigarettes are cheaper in black neighborhoods. Big Tobacco targets us because they think we're just easing money. They get cash. We get killed. And so there is an intentional focus on getting Black Americans, Black teens, to focused on buying these products and, and making them more appealing to them. And is the popularity amongst Black smokers in particular the reason there's legislation around this right now? Yes, and it's also the reason why this has become a very charged conversation. The tobacco industry has perniciously targeted African Americans with methylated products And thus, the NACP is in support of efforts to restrict 
uh, the, uh, the sale of menthol cigarettes and other flavored tobacco products because it impacts our African-American community. So you have members of the Congressional Black Caucus being divided over what this means. I spoke to Representative Al Lawson from Florida last year before this vote about what his experience was. And he talked about how when he was young, he remembered kids being let out of school early to pick tobacco in fields and how his father died from smoking-related cancer. And he said, this needs to be over for Black Americans. But then I would talk to someone like Yvette Clark from New York, who would say, in my mind's eye, I see Eric Garner saying, I can't breathe because he died in a police headlock over selling cigarettes. I cannot support H.R. 2339 due to the potential dire consequences that would create additional stop and frisk opportunities of African Americans and the constituents I took an oath to protect. I really believe that this is a health imperative, and if that is the case, the ban should be on all tobacco products and would be uh, the best answer, but unfortunately, this bill does not do that. I yield back. So these are the two sides of the conversation. It's really uh, personal, and there's a lot of concern that if this legislation were to go into effect, it would give another reason for police to target black communities and for police brutality to continue. That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts.